I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Kids Corner, Joyful Institution, and Knockout City. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, yeah, it is the 30th of May in 2021. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's the big day. I'm finally doing one of these in the, uh, <laughs> we'll call it a studio. It's definitely a place uh, of isolation out in a place, in an area that uh, people won't find me ever. <laughs> and that's good because I don't want to be found sometimes. You know, I got to hide out. I mean, basically, you call it the hideout. Uh, I'll probably come out with like a better name for that later because like a hideout could be anywhere. And, you know, when you're doing like showbiz and stuff, it's all about branding. So you got to get like a good branded name for your your, your studio slash merch store slash uh, whatever hangout <laughs> or hideout, I guess, is really what it is. Anyway, uh. On this episode of the podcast, we got uh, Ford Pierre, who's a super old school uh, punk rock dude. He's been around seeing a lot of cool shit. So he's got some stories, and we're going to get into that. Of course, uh, you know, big in the uh, Canada punk rock scene and all that, which I love talking to these old school dudes because, uh, man, it's uh, punk rock's changed a lot over the years, and uh, they see some shit. <laughs> and it's good to get into that stuff and remind the kids that uh, once upon a time, punk rock used to be real dangerous. It wasn't just about like, oh, I'm going to go to this show and uh, it's COVID time, so I might get sick and die. I mean, yeah, that could happen too, and that's also dangerous. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's like you uh, used to be like, could you go there and get stabbed or something? And that's not good. But, you know, you could fucking like uh, not let me rob you and maybe get stabbed. <laughs> so, you know, you... You got to pick your battles. You take a risk every morning when you, uh, what did they say in the naked gun? You get out of bed and stick your face in the fan? Yeah, believe it to be true. Uh, also, I wanted to say, uh, <laughs> I saw a funny thing. I think uh, Ray Rocket from Teenage Bob Rocket was on CNN or something. And uh, he had a great shirt on in the photo that they <laughs> kept showing of him. Um, I didn't see the actual interview, but I know what they were talking about was... Uh, this thing where they're playing a show and I think the promoter was basically saying they're having a non-vax tax. So like if you vaccinated, it's a regular show price of like 18 bucks or something. And if you're not vaccinated, you got to pay like a thousand dollars or something like that. That's like a hundred times a hundred or something like that. I don't know. I'm not to go with math, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. So, uh, you know, it'd be funny if somebody actually did that and they were like, I, I, I literally have COVID, but I'm going to pay that fee just so I can still go to the show and infect the shit out of some people. Although most people there will probably be vaccinated, so it won't matter too much. Um, but the point is, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people are real pissed off about this. And I'm like, I don't know. I think uh, it's good to get vaccinated. I'm on shot number one, baby, by the way. I'm getting my second one uh, real soon, and I'm excited for that. Uh, I think maybe by the end of the year, we'll have enough punk rockers and cool people uh, all vaxxed up that we can actually start doing real shows again. I know, I think maybe I saw a video of like the Bomb Pops and uh, some other bands have already done some stuff like that. Uh, I hope it's not too soon. Uh, nobody's, you, you, we're not, you know, making shit worse like uh has so happened in some places in the in the world uh like bef we're not jumping a gun that's the that's the thing to say we don't want to jump the gun here um take your time and make it happen when it's like when everybody's ready but uh 
yeah, I will say that uh, I like this idea of charging people a shit ton of money if they want to try to come to the show. Although I would just say maybe just don't let them like in. Like if you got if you're vaccinated, you get to come in, and if you're not, then uh, you know fuck off, go get vaccinated. And I realize that that sucks for some people because it's like there's a lot of people who don't not want to get vaccinated. They just haven't had time, or they uh, you know I don't know what's keeping them from doing it. All sorts of things probably. But, uh, you know, this is a good incentive, I guess. If you want to go see a good show, uh, get vaccinated, and then you won't have no problems doing it. Uh, it's kind of like, hey, you know, you, uh, you want to uh, go, go hang out with your friends on a Saturday night when you're in high school or some shit? Uh, get your fucking driver's license, kid. All right. It's exactly the same as that. Uh, anyway. I got to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Audacity Crash Clothing, Ren Sons, Cardboard Box Colony, Gem City Sabrina, Sarah Koenig, Luke Ellis, Chelsea McNally, Carlos Hernandez, and Hedda Royston. Uh, thanks, you guys, again for everything. I love you all. I think Carlos dropped off for a minute, but maybe he just changed how much he was giving me. But that's cool. It's good to see him back. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong about that completely. <laughs> but either way, uh, I love you guys. Uh, I Actually, I don't love you guys. It's hard for me to say I love you guys because I don't really know you guys that well, except for maybe a few of you that I actually met. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, somebody brought that to light. I was listening to a podcast or watching somebody on a video or something, and they said that. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I should stop using the L word so much because people are going to get think I'm weird because, you know, that's like not part of my personality, being weird and nothing. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, if you want to become a producer of the podcast, you can hit me up on patreon.com slash intrudergreen. And uh, give me some fucking money. All right. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. I'm in an undisclosed location uh, because right. of the, you know legal things, but uh, I'll say it's in the east. I'll say that uh, sure. it's, it's interesting here. Um, yeah, yeah. In the in the, it's it's in the it's in the vicinity of Berlin. I'll say that it's not Berlin, but it's it's near Berlin. It's near Berlin. All right. Yeah, yeah. You 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 spend any time in Germany? Lots of time in Germany. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I've uh let me see here last time that i was there uh there would have been like three shows in berlin two at the madonna and uh uh tiki heart oh uh, tiki heart yeah that place is cool or uh, uh yeah tiki heart is like right next to wild at heart is the club yeah that's right and then tiki and madonna is just a couple of doors down from that okay i don't know that one i don't think i've been there 
this but, little like whiskey bar, which is just like seriously, it's at, the, it's at the end of the block. Oh, nice! Like, right across the street from the from the uh, little corner market there. Yeah, and, uh, I think... yeah. I've I've been going to Germany for for a lot of years with different bands and have lots of friends that I look forward to seeing when I'm there. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Last time I was uh, in uh, Berlin, I don't even remember why I was there. I think I was visiting some friends, and I just happened to walk past that club, and uh, my buddy uh, Chris Daly was hanging out. Um, and his band was playing. I had no idea because <laughs> he's from America, and I'm like, oh, uh-huh. hey, fancy meeting you here. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that whole strip is uh is, is they got a lot of going on. Hey, Berlin's just got a lot going on, you know. It's a lively cool place, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. But now you're in uh Vancouver. Yep. And uh, well, you didn't know you didn't you're not originally from B- Vancouver though. I I heard aren't you are you you're from the states uh, originally, right? Uh, I was I was born someplace else and I was raised in another place. But I mean, like okay. Vancouver is where it has been my yeah, base. Yeah. For- Forever. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, were you like a kid when you moved there or something? It wasn't really your choice. Or? Oh no, I moved here to join a band. Uh, oh, cool. When I was like twenty or twenty-one, something like that. I moved here to join like a reggae band. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a that was a like the uh, um the earliest part of my. When I when I started playing music, I was in like these these gigging bands that did like two hundred two hundred and twenty shows a year, yeah, uh, just all across Canada and up and down the west coast of the United States, oh, and yeah. uh, you know like campus entertainment and uh, small town bars stuff like that. And it was uh, one of one of these bands, a uh, 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 roots reggae. Uh, R&B funk ska band called Roots Roundup that I moved okay. out moved out here to join and uh that was that was a band that had emerged from uh uh you know just sort of the 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 scene of all the people who lived in in houses where like DOA would practice and stuff like that right Howard right was the guy who used to play in like the young canadians and uh so uh after the after that band split up that's when i started doing my own records i just sort of oh. decided i'm i'm tired of <laughs> arguing with people about it yeah. and then that was i mean like i i i was in other bands after that but that's that's when it started for me so that was kind of like because you kind of already had some did a bunch of punk rock stuff before that right like you mentioned DOA and uh, you know well, whatever yeah, else. Yeah, I I joined DOA after that, as a matter of fact. But uh, oh, okay. But um, um, and and that had been you know like what that's that's the scene that I grew up in and everything. But once I started yeah. playing music or whatever, it was I was I had no real ambition at the time. I mean, like I always wanted to play music, but I I didn't really want to play in uh an alt country band is or or in a in a <laughs> reggae did. band whatever no but I, I i loved the music and it was an opportunity yeah. and i had nothing better to do and then you know four years later it's like oh geez i seem to be an actual musician <laughs> so i yeah. guess I'll are those records for, uh, records on that wall behind you 
Or huh? books? No, these are records. Oh, yeah, good. You got some CDs and stuff, too, right? Cassettes. Hey, yeah, cassettes. Yeah, that looks like a, yeah. That looks uh, like a musician punk rocker's wall to me. Yeah, is. well, yeah, this is, you know, my my little room, my refuge. Yeah, it's good stuff. You got to have that, especially uh, I know, think so. these days. But yeah. uh, especially, you know, with the records and whatnot. I got I got a lot of records still back in the States, and I was, like, figuring out every time we go on tour, I'd come back and bring some more over with me. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, I didn't go there for, like, over a year now, so it's kind of like, shit. <laughs> I need more Are records. They Are they safe? Or oh, they're have, safe, have, yeah, have yeah. Been making off with them gradually, one uh, by one. They're also in an undisclosed location, so I think they're pretty safe. Okay, although, yeah. uh, you know, I know who to blame if they go missing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, you, you moved to Canada to be in a reggae band. It's funny because uh, I know of one other reggae band from Canada, and that's that band, Magic. I can't remember where exactly they're from, but they had that one hit like a few years ago. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. But they're like a reggae. They were like. Uh, they were, I guess they were kind of like a one-hit wonder or whatever, or maybe they're bigger in Canada. But uh, I'm not familiar yeah. with them. The, yeah, the, the I don't think a lot of people. Band, but I mean, like the you know, like sort of classic late '70s, early '80s. Was there a big scene for that? Well, yeah, I guess the world were from were from uh, were from Canada. I think that there's probably some version right. of the world that's still playing around out there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a huge. There was a there was a, a pretty awesome. Um, uh, it's been very well documented. There was a, a really vibrant uh, reggae and uh, dancehall scene in in Toronto in oh, the yeah. early nineteen seventies. Like a lot of people moved uh, uh, directly up to uh, uh, parts of of Toronto from Jamaica, and and wow. it was uh, yeah really happening there and a lot of obscure stuff which you know like sort of lacked the uh the uh infrastructure the the publicity mechanisms to like really get it out there so like small singles which were just pressed and uh released to uh uh community or ethnic radio stations in the what they call the golden horseshoe there uh yeah. highly sought after by those like collectors of that stuff, but just some awesome music from that era. Nice, yeah. That's interesting that absolutely uh, people came me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, still, but you know, like that, you know, was your first thing that you got into. I'm just, it's interesting. People came from Jamaica and they decided to go all the way up to like, I don't know, the one of the northernmost parts of. Uh, you know, civilization yeah, well, Toronto, up there. Toronto was actually, you know, like latitudinally, Toronto is like south of Portland. Oh, that's right. I remember it's learning like, that when we were up yeah, there before. It's, it's just one of those tricks about the, you know, the way that a map looks and the way that things actually are and everything. Just the way yeah. the Great Lakes dip into the United States like that. Toronto's way down there. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, you know, it's cool, though. I've been yes. to Toronto, and it's uh, it's a cool Good. place. Most of Canada is pretty rad, I gotta say. Mm -hmm. yep. I think you made the right choice. I can't remember where you said you are from originally in the states, but uh, I was born in Boston. Canada's tight. 
Yeah, Boston. So that's even a big move for you going like. Oh, uh, we left. That. We have left Boston. I was when I was very young and moved to Canada. But yeah, uh, yeah I I can't uh, I can't really claim Boston except that I'm still a Red Sox fan. Although oh, yeah. I tried watching an in, an inning of of like preseason play the other day, I recognized nobody. I really feel as though I don't have a stake. I can't take it seriously in this environment, you know? Like when the stands aren't full and right. these things that they have to do differently about gameplay and everything, it just, the entire fucking season gets an asterisk. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, it didn't actually happen. We'll get back to it when we can do it properly. I think a lot of people are saying that about uh, the last year in general. Yeah. Like, I've I've actually heard people say that where they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like, like the people who got birthdays coming up, and they're like, do I really have to? Like, does this birthday really count after like that year where I did nothing? Fuck! Yeah. I turned fifty last year. What a total oh, burden! Shit. I had yeah. plans. Yeah, I, there, I'm sure. This, the, I, I was gonna, I was gonna do that properly, and it was totally impossible. And so, oh damn. Some some friends and I have 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 devised the idea of fifty wonderful, which is going to be better <laughs> than fifty. You know, yeah, like, it should assuming be. things are back, but I don't think you know. I mean, well, I know that they have sort of a different attitude about it in the East where you are. But um, what are people saying about it there? When do people think that you know, like clubs will open again? There will be some live music or whatever. I don't really know. Um, I, you know, like, uh, like I, I, had to, I had to cancel a tour just before yeah. everything happened here and everything. And almost to a man, everybody that I was dealing with in uh, Eastern Germany, in uh, Slovenia, in uh, yes. Hungary, the Czech Republic, these were the very last people to accept that there was anything going on. It's like, oh, no, 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 you can still oh, go. Yeah. Oh, you don't. If, if they want to close their doors in Bremen, that's fine. You can come here and do two shows. And like, no, seriously, guys, you got to believe that there is something actually yeah. happening in the world. But, yeah. you know, they're habituated to that Eastern way of thinking where the voice of any sort of authority, even when it's correct and should maybe yeah. be paid attention to, is just like to be regarded with total suspicion. So, yeah, well, it's actually... Not really like that in Germany, I have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, they're pretty on top of like oh, shutting yeah. things down as soon as uh, as soon as the experts are saying, "Hey, this is the way things are." They're kind of like, "All right, then this is what we do now." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far as like places like France go, I mean, they, I think they took a while to close things down. Oh, but, they, were, uh, they were they were on it. They were. I have family who like live in Paris, and they'd never oh, yeah. seen any. Like it, like oh really? Streets of Paris completely empty. It had never happened yeah. in hundreds of years. Oh, but wow. no, I just remember, like, like I was saying there, you know, like talking to people in Dresden or uh, Leipzig or whatever, and just like, ah, oh, no, they want us all to wear masks and everything. This is bullshit. It's going to be over in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you probably could find people like that everywhere at oh, that yes, point. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to look um, far. Yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, they, 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 they're doing a good job here, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are, but I guess they keep 
they were like worried that the things are spiking again as far as like the, the infection rates and then uh yep. angela merkel was gonna like shut down easter and then she was like wait no we're not gonna do that but uh everybody just uh be cool <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Good it's enough. a new day for for germany yep. you know like they're, they're, they're loosening up a little bit but uh yeah, they're pretty. Well, nobody's talking yet about like when when uh, they might be presenting live entertainment yet or anything like that. Not that I know of, and I, I got some friends that uh like that actually work in the in the you know the industry. Yeah. What what do you, you want to call it? And uh, like booking agents and whatnot. And uh, I haven't heard anything from them. Um, I I feel like. Things might be getting booked for like the fall, but it's also kind of like that, you know, th those people who are in the industry, they got to work. They got to do something. So like as soon as it's possible, they want to get going. So they want to have their ducks in a row. And then like if if it's not ready to go at a certain point, then they just cancel it again. That's kind of like yeah. I don't know if you remember, that was kind of like the way it went uh, last year around this time. Really, it was like, oh, everything's going to shit. Uh, but we're not going to cancel the tour. We're just going to push it down a month. Yeah. You know? And then and then it was another month. And then it was like, okay, what are we doing here? No, I work at a uh, I work at a record store, and uh, we sell concert tickets there. Oh yeah. And, uh, so, you know, after a few months of this, people were like, "Look, this is this is bullshit. Give me my fucking money back." It's like, yeah. do it. It's not our money. And the right. promoter has said that the show is not canceled; it's postponed. Oh, it's, yeah. you know they, and so they would just keep on punting it like that and everything, and that that you know provokes a certain amount of ire at the promoters, you know, like oh, a live nation show or something like that. On one hand, but on the other hand, you know, some of these touring acts have received a deposit for their appearance, you know, like Flaming yeah. Lips already got you know they've, they've been given x thousand dollars or whatever they don't want to give it back necessarily really? they, want to say they and their agency want to oh no, no no we're going to do the show we just have to wait for it to be safe don't worry it's yeah, going to right. happen so in the meantime you know somebody who paid however much they paid for one of those tickets is just out of luck but yeah i mean that's the shitty part but at the same time it's kind of like those people are paying for entertainment. Yeah. And uh, so, so hopefully that's like what disposable income is that what it's called? Like when you got extra money to like that's not sure. for food or, or, yeah, or yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. So, like, but then, you know, like maybe the flame and lips don't want to give it up, but also, you know, they got to pay their people who are working for them. And that's where, yes, that's absolutely. where I think. The, that's that's the that is a completely legitimate way of looking at it. You know, I mean, like people like you and me, where our sympathies are a little bit more with the underground or more yeah. of a grassroots community or whatever. It's easy to be like, fuck you sitting on all of that money that you haven't <laughs> earned or whatever. But right. it's true. They got crew who yeah. are, you know, like they can't keep them on retainer for a year and a half while there's no, right. and they're, they have bills of their own to pay and everything. And so it's, 
there's there's certainly a lot more to it than than just a bunch of fat cats sitting on money that they haven't earned. Right. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah Man's Guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure, and you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life, aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, it didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuperadmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a Stuperad Merch Company web store right now and uh check out all the tight bands that are already on there they got a bunch of them like got uh, at the bomb pops and like the bad cop bad cop and stuff it's all good uh yeah uh all sorts of cool swag and uh right now right now if you go on there and you, at checkout you use the code prison you can get 15 percent off all of the uh stupid red merch branded apparel uh at stupidredmerch.com go check it out It's a complicated time, and if if anything, I mean, I I had high hopes for, you know, the the number of lessons that all of us might have learned when all when this situation was a little younger, and it did sort yeah. of seem as though people were 
maybe a little bit more receptive to other people's point of view for a short period of time, notwithstanding the yeah. political situation in the United States. But, right. you know, like people, uh, just the shock of the way that things were, maybe a year ago or a little less than a year ago, into the summertime of last yeah. year, people uh, uh, were a little bit more open to other people's needs, it seemed to me, and other yeah, people's and then that, then they got tired of it, and they decided, no, this has gone on for long enough. I want what I want, and I want it now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, eventually we we all become a bunch of whiny babies. Yes, and, uh... that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, then you know, we make albums about it. What was it? Then we make albums about it. Yeah, that's right. Songs about it. Being whiny what? babies, <laughs> we whine publicly. So speaking of making albums about it, you got anything that you're working on lately? Well, uh, there was this record that I put out right when all this started. And I had the same sort of plans that anybody has about putting out a new album. And like I say, I was going to be coming over for a five-week tour of, of Europe, which I do by myself now. I don't, even even before all of this had happened, I... I, I just decided that in order to start touring again as much as I enjoy touring, mm. uh, I was I was going to have to do it without a band. I was going to have to oh, figure yeah. out a, a way of... And I, I wound up liking that more than I thought that I would. And so I started writing songs that sounded good just with one guy playing them instead of yeah. them being a shitty version of a song that really needs a band. Yeah, sure. And, no, so, yeah, that's I appreciate that because a lot of people are doing the other thing and like you know basically doing stuff that where it does need a band and it's just kind of yeah, like you know eh. I mean, like there's there's a there's a bunch of stuff in the the uh, the band that i had with me for a good long while um yeah. you know the the song is it's about that drum part you know it's about yeah, yeah. The rhythm. that's what it's really about it doesn't matter what i'm talking about or what notes we're playing or whatever that's the propulsion that's what we're really sharing there and so without that that's it's right. It's no fun to play it. And so I I deliberately wrote a whole bunch of songs that I could play by myself and feel good that some point was being made the way that it should be made. Yeah. And so yeah. that was the record that I made that was, I was finally going to be like bringing that record to people. And then mm, that tour didn't happen. Yeah. It still hasn't happened. We're going to have to wait for that. So I just released it digitally it's out there and then i released it on lp in the fall mm -hmm. and you know it's making its way around but it's making its way around very slowly because i can't like yeah. go out and play it for people and then right. yesterday as a matter of fact i released a digital single which okay. is um i did a video for it like a couple of weeks ago because I had hernia surgery, not a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, because I had okay. hernia surgery and oh, I thought dang. that I would teach myself how to make a video while I was recovering from hernia surgery. So I did that <laughs> with a, with a yeah. song that was left over from the album, didn't fit on the album. So it's like, okay, I know what I'll do with it. Instead of putting it out as a single, which is probably going to, languish unmolested by anybody's attentions same as the album has done since it came out i'll make a video yeah video yeah and i'll uh, uh 
I'll put that out, and then I just I put it up for for download on on Bandcamp just yesterday, as a matter of fact. So that's out there now. All right. So is but that the best place to find your stuff? Is Bandcamp Intruder Green Podcast? Good <laughs> at Moaning by Ford Peer it is available for streaming or download at his Bandcamp site. Check it out. Otherwise, you're a twerp. Yeah, and Bandcamp is a tight uh, site for like any kind of DIY stuff you're doing. It um, sure is. They're really uh, some of the good guys, it seems like to me. That yeah. uh, that program that they came up with of like, what is it, every third Friday of every month, like not even taking a share of whatever downloads or whatever yeah. they started doing during the pandemic, as a matter of fact. I think that that's, I don't find much to find fault with about that, you know? That's, yeah, uh, it's, it's really, pretty that's great. Pretty, that's quite cool. And it's funny, too, because... <laughs> I'm 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 not normally guilty of anything, you know. It's all allegedly. I can see that. But uh, I, I have to say, I, I'm guilty of uh, trying to look up your music on Spotify instead of uh -huh. going to Bandcamp, and I didn't find that stuff on there. No. So uh, yeah, so I didn't hear it, and that's my own damn fault because I should have <laughs> just gone to Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, it's all there on Bandcamp. It's all there on Bandcamp. No, I'm not. Uh, I I've never delivered my stuff to Spotify because it just. So, well, I'm. You know, maybe someday if I get around to it. Yeah. I know that it's on like iTunes. I think. Yeah. But really, yeah. I. There you go. Well, I mean, you you've you've just provided me with important information. Maybe it should be there. <laughs> I mean. It's not or as though it you're could be, getting... it, it could have been user error too. I'm not that great at the internet, so I could have screwed up and not, and you know, just not seen it. But whatever. I, it seems to me as though one of the labels that I've been on would probably have serviced those records to Spotify, but I'm not positive. I don't know. Yeah, I your never, oldest stuff. I, I think. What's that? I think the I think the most recent thing from you on there was like from two thousand eight. So yeah. I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, that's when I left that label. Yeah, so that that makes sense. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like uh, that accessing music that way is so not a part of my life that I don't know all that much about it. I should learn yeah. more, I suppose. Just in time, <laughs> but it's. I try to keep it to a minimum because I love records. I love records too. Like I got, you know, not, not quite as much as you do, but like, like I said, a lot of them are still back in the States and yeah. it, you know, that's definitely my preferred way to listen. But sometimes uh -huh. I'm in the getaway car or the getaway van as it were. And mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to play records in there. So uh, mm -hmm. then, yeah. then the, then the streaming stuff comes in handy. Right. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have a you gotta have a good soundtrack when you you know when the cops are trying to harass you for doing nothing really wrong. One hundred percent. I carry around these wallets full of of compact discs. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are good because you never know when you're going to need getaway music. That's right. Foggy Mountain Breakdown. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so are you you're not trying to rebook things yet, or are you just like what's, you wait wait and see kind of? 
I think everybody's at this point just kind of having a wait and see. I feel like there's going to be like, uh, you know, big shows start happening, but it's going to be crazy uh, for for like any any kind of DIY or like smaller punk rock stuff. I think. Well, I think that that stuff is going to happen a lot sooner. You know, like larger, the smaller stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, just because you know, like for. Uh, uh, smaller, more community-oriented shows, all you need is, you know, like the same 20 people to agree that it's going to happen and then it'll happen. Yeah, you know, yeah that's true. You, know, yeah. you need a place. Uh, sure. A tour requires, you know, like months of coordination and phone calls and emails and all that stuff and is sort of a more unwieldy thing. It's going to take longer for that. It's going to be like, you know, like... Oh, you So you think it may be more like local stuff starts happening? Yes, and I'm very much looking yeah. forward to like here in Vancouver going to a place like the Black Lab or the or the, you know like seeing I don't know maybe even seeing some some younger bands that I've that I've never even seen before uh, yeah. just at random picking out a couple of names yeah. and going and seeing a show for the sake of seeing a show. Hell yeah! And uh, uh, those are those are going to be. Uh, in in ready supply uh, a lot more before <laughs> touring gets reactivated i think i mean like for one sure. thing everybody's going to have different regulations about who's allowed into what country under what circumstances that's a thing you know are oh, the yeah. borders going to you, going to remain shut between certain countries for an amount of time yeah. um, all of that's going to have to get straightened out before people can tour internationally again and, uh, there's there's a there's a whole lot of things which need to be nudged back into place before that can happen in oh, such yeah. a way that people can you know do it without just spending their life savings on it right yeah yeah um i don't know it's going to be interesting and i think uh the thing you said about uh just going out on your own like you would you were doing that before covid right Mm-hmm. as far touring on yeah. your own i think you know from what i've heard that's kind of like what other people are kind of like planning on doing in the future when touring does happen yeah um, yeah so that's well, kind of like uh, of, you're ahead of the curve there it's uh well yeah <laughs> there's a uh there's some places where the competition can get stiff for that type of thing you know oh so, yeah but uh, the uh, the the good thing about it is, you don't have to have a van, and you only have to wait for one person to take a shower before you can leave. <laughs> and it's you know like so the, the the entire thing is 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 a whole lot more more surgical. It takes less time, and that means right there that it costs less money, even before you're spending even any money, even before it's like you only have to feed one person. Oh yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's it's economical, and in that way, like you say, it might be a good fit for the conditions that we're going to be dealing with immediately after things start to return to normal, but before they have entirely. So that sort of sucks. Is that nobody's <laughs> like me are going to be out there in competition? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting, you know. It, it, it's crazy. Like I think the last, the, definitely the last show I saw was this band, uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop from uh, yep. California. 
uh, and they had played uh, in my town here in Germany. And like, yeah, they they had a, a few sh- days later, they had a show in France, and they were in France, or no, it was something crazy where they had to like go through France. They had a show in France but that got canceled, but they still had to go through France to get to the next show. But because of France basically going into lockdown, they couldn't mm-hmm. travel through, so they yeah. basically had to cancel the whole tour, and then eventually everything got shut down anyway so they just flew yeah. home but it was like the first crazy thing. how that was all falling apart yeah and now we get to see what it's like uh, for people to eventually pick up the pieces and get back to it i'm excited yeah me too it's a it's a wide open field of opportunity out there and uh how are the how are the clubs well you mentioned the two clubs uh wait no i was thinking that when you were talking about berlin but well, you mentioned one club there. Um, I know a lot of clubs have been suffering because they haven't been able to open, obviously. Uh, has that been... Oh, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vancouver There's, getting uh, hit hard with that, or uh, is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, People have been dealing with it in different ways. Um, uh there's still a lot of movie production in Vancouver, and so some of oh, those yeah. places are able to rent themselves out as being, you know, like, because you always got to shoot something that happens in some kind of a big room or whatever. Uh, so uh, some of the larger places have been able to uh, continue to do things that way. Um, because of the liquor licensing laws in Vancouver, uh, a, a lot of, like, sort of medium-sized venues have a kitchen and so they can operate in a reduced capacity as a restaurant Hmm. one place the rio theater had an original solution to their problem because they would put on shows and also they would show uh they were a repertory theater they'd show old movies and they weren't allowed to do either of those things anymore but sports bars are still open so they launched this big campaign Hmm. fuck we're a sports bar now you can't tell us that we're, not. <laughs> we're a sports bar. And so on their movie screen, they started, you know, showing whatever sort of events that you're still allowed to have in the world right now that yeah. qualify as sports, which includes, I mean, like some UFC stuff and everything, social distanced UFC. That I would like to well, see. It would be like completely telekinetic or whatever but they would be showing on like a movie screen <laughs> well they're then, trying to hurt each other maybe they just keep sneezing at each other trying to get sure, the other one yeah, sick. yeah that's right yeah um so that's that's how that's how they're handling that um and then uh well a lot of my favorite venues are you know they're they're just shut there's st- the um uh, uh, let me see here. The rickshaw have started a uh, a series of streaming concerts, which oh, is yeah. I, I find that very unsatisfying. The Real Mackenzies have yeah. done like two now, uh, and they a lot of bands. I, I, I find that very unsatisfying. There's I haven't I haven't seen anything like that yet. That I mean, like it's not a knock on the bands or the places that are doing it or the. I think that it's sort of a um, a, a decision by the people who who sign on for things like that and pay their little you know virtual ticket or whatever is like I want to help, 
and yeah. it's got to be fun for people to get up there and play and everything. But without the energy that you get back from a crowd, is I I really can't imagine doing that myself. Yeah, but I would. Yeah, I get. Fun. Yeah, I feel like it is exactly like that. It's like they got to do something in uh, you know, and the fans are like, well. I'm not just giving you money for nothing. You're giving me something for it. Yeah. So I guess we, yeah, fun. Like everybody can... understands the situation, you know, like we'll get back to it when we can, but for now, uh, yeah. you know, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, like, hopefully, uh, uh, the, uh, I mean, we could go into this forever, but, uh, uh, real estate is what runs Vancouver. And, uh, it's, uh, uh, a lot of the, uh, the venues that do live music, particularly independent or underground live music, they're always in a very precarious situation because the value of the land that they're sitting on is they, they have to pay taxes as though it were a condominium high rise, because that's yeah. what the ideal use of that land would be. Right. So this is a, it, it's. Unless we're talking about a room which is owned by one of the larger multinational booking agencies, and there's a couple of those in Vancouver, uh, anybody who just has a place which yeah. has a stage and a PA and a lighting rig and serves liquor to people who come in because they want to hear music, if that's your only business, uh, you are in direct contention all the time for control of resources with real estate in this town. And when you cannot be bringing in that money and there hasn't been any relief for them from the government, the way that there has been for some other arts and, and entertainment stuff, because there's a misunderstanding, I think, at the level of, you know, like we do okay in Canada compared to some in terms of subsidy of, of, the arts and entertainment better in the United States, not as yep. good as anywhere in Europe. <laughs> sure. And uh, uh, there's a misunderstanding at any level of government. It's like, well, you know, like these guys are basically bars. They can pay their own way. They've got the same problems that restaurants do. And so we'll treat them like restaurants. Like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, no. It's, it's a theater. Yeah. Except that it, there's just such a total lack of understanding of what a venue does and how yeah. it makes any amount of money at all. So, yeah, hopefully everybody can just like hang on until uh, it's uh, until we can all poke our heads out of our holes and start going and seeing some shows again. Yeah, that's right. That's the best we can all do. And uh, but you know, like it sounds like. At least some of those places are staying open there, so that's always good. Like, uh, yeah, Live Nation anything is, is cleaning up, so anything is possible, or any any anybody staying in the game for as as long as they're able to hold out is is positive. I got high hopes. But yeah, do you have time for one last question? Yes, I do. Okay, uh, crime stories. Do you got any crime stories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, okay yes i do 
Yes, I do. What, you, you want me to, to relate them here now in public? Good heavens. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You don't have to. You could tell a story about a friend or something. But that's the kind of the theme of the show. Doing a crime. Jeez, what crimes do I feel like admitting to right now? You know what? I'm just so bad at this type of thing. Whenever anybody asks me, you know, like, what was the best time? That, or what's an example of? Or what's your favorite album or whatever? I'm oh, like, yeah, well, no, I don't, it definitely doesn't I have to be the best. Yeah, you know, I just, I'll tell you the best crime story I could tell. I ain't going to tell that. <laughs> that's that's about how I feel. All the really, you know, like all the all the ones that are uh, fit to tell in public would be like kind of a letdown, and then I'd be like, ah. But there's this really <laughs> good one which I just don't feel like it would be wise. To... <laughs> yeah, I hear you, bud. Um, well, then you might want to well, put sit on that one. I'll I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, I I will make an agreement with you to make contact with with okay. our with a really good one, which has been you know like massaged in all the places that it needs to be, so that <laughs> so that nobody goes to jail. That sounds great. I would love to do that. Um, if you want to send me a voice memo or something with that, uh, yes, be great, and uh, and I'll I'll get it in there. I'm I'm sure that the perfect one will occur to me in the car on the way to work. Excellent. Sounds great, dude. It's been great to talk to you. You too, buddy. Um, have a good day, and uh, we'll speak to you soon, huh? Thanks for your time. I look yeah, forward to seeing you over there in Germany. Hell yeah. Come on over. Cheers. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. You can hit me up on all the social medias at Intruder Green or go to intrudergreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. The Intruder Green calling line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. A theme song is Particles by Typros. Olaf lights him up.